Welcome. This is a space for you to hear what we have been studying in the Bible as a PACE team. We discuss some of the major themes and lessons we have learned within our team throughout the week. As a PACE team, we want to equip you with the tools to be able to study the Bible on your own or with friends. Check out HavramDevotions.com for more info. Let's dive in. Hello there, and welcome back to our Haverim podcast. This week, we looked at Romans 5, verses 6 to 11, and just to give you a quick insight, it talks about Jesus sacrificing himself for us when we are still sinners and reconnecting us with God through his death, and even more so through his life. And we especially looked at punishment and friendship, what it means to be friends with God. And now we'll start with the first um, part, chat, and let's see if there's somebody who wants to say anything about it. Yeah, I will say something. Um, Jesus came at the time of a Roman oppression and set an end to the silence era between Old Testament and New Testament. Protocol for Greek as a common language and fast spring news. The Greek word for friend is phylos and is often associated with a brotherly love. Yes, so that's what we found out for Pratso at what time it happened and also what the word friend, a friend of God means in that context. And going on to the second day, we had Remes and maybe Gabriel has to say something about that. Sure. I personally love Remes and we looked um, in other stories in the Bible that it talks about redemption and also people that were friends with Jesus and with God. And we found um, Boaz in Ruth, how he redeemed um, that whole family, not only Ruth, and we also looked uh, Enoch and Lazarus, how uh, Enoch walked with God, he was a friend of God, and how Lazarus uh, was Jesus's friend. Um, so we have these two ideas of redemption and also friendship. And Leviticus 16, it, it has an interesting um, story about scapegoats in the Old Testament, how during the atonement process, um, they, the priests would put the hand over the goat's head and it would somehow transfer all the sins of the people into the goat and then release the goat into the wilderness, representing that that goat was carrying all the sins of the whole people. And how in the New Testament, that's uh, what Jesus does to us, you know, so we came up with this concept that Jesus is our perfect and ultimate scapegoat. He took all our sins, all our transgressions, and now we can be friends. We can become friends of God. And another uh, concept that we came up with is that we should live life like our best friend had died for us because he in fact did. Uh, and so that's a great representation that how Jesus redeemed us and he's our scapegoat, but now we can become friends of God. Yeah, thank you. That is really great. And um, I hope you think about, a bit about that. And, and we went on to the third level rush and we did something special this week. Maybe Annette will say something about it. <laughs> yeah, so this week as a team, we listened to a story and we pictured ourselves in the story. And so we want you to do the same as well. So wherever you are right now, you can close your eyes and think about uh, the story and picture yourself in it. 
So imagine you were in a courtroom, tried for everything wrong that you ever did. You feel the burden of your guilt on your shoulders as it is showcased before everybody. Naturally, you are declared guilty by the jury and the judge. You are sentenced with the de death penalty. For your sin amounts seemingly, seemingly endless and you knew right from wrong and did it anyway. You know there is no one in this courtroom who would stand in for you in the face of what you did. You never felt so alone and excluded. But then a person calling objection comes and coming forth and offering himself to be killed in your place. You don't really know him. Of course, you've seen him around. He's just that one person that seems to be the most righteous man on earth, just perfect and gracious. And he's so happy and in his best years and he's never done anything wrong. He's that kind of person that you're envious of because they have their whole life under control and he likes everybody and you hear, you hear nothing bad about him. He's the kind of person that should be repulsed by all you did and all of the things that you thought of doing and he offers to die in your place. He wants to die for you. He says he wants to do it because he loves you. He says he has known you your whole life and seen everything you've ever done, and he thinks you are worth saving, worth dying for. What do you do? So as you think about that, I want to read 1 John 4.10. This is what love is. It is not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. So we want to encourage you to take some time to really think and pray about this story, to reflect on it, and to put yourself into the story. Does the story change how you respond, knowing that it was Jesus that did die for you and paid the price for all of your sins? God loves you so much that if you believe in him, you will not be punished for your sins, but instead Jesus takes your place as the perfect sacrifice for you on the cross. So pray today that God will reveal his love for you. And if you have any questions about this story or anything about Jesus, you can message us and we would love to share more about Jesus with you. Yes, exactly. So do you feel like a friend or a stranger? And is it time to come to become best friends for the person who died for you and get, him, get to know him better? That's the question for this week. And um, we'll see you next week. Until then.